Starwalker Studios presents Age of Gaming, your podcast dedicated to video games, present and future, and celebrating the journey of gamer culture from your mom's basement to the mainstream. This episode is brought to you by the patrons of Age of Gaming. Learn how you can support the show by becoming a patron at getjoyride.com slash ageofgaming. Greetings, gamer, and welcome to the Age of Gaming podcast. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. Today, I'll look back on my last year of gaming. Hello, listener. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to Episode 8 of Age of Gaming, and welcome to 2015. So this is the first episode of Age of Gaming in the new year. Took a week off uh, to get caught up on things and and enjoy New Year's. So it's good to be back. Good to be talking about gaming again. First off, I wanted to make a real quick announcement. If you use the PlayStation 4 and you're uh, at all interested in PlayStation Now, uh, until the 31st of January, you can download the new PlayStation Now PS4 dynamic theme off of the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation Store. It's free, and if you get that, you are entered into a drawing to maybe win a year subscription. They don't say a year subscription to what? I'm, I'm assuming PlayStation Now, so I'm not sure. You know, if you're interested in that, there you go. It'd be a lot cooler if it was uh, a year subscription to PlayStation Plus. And uh, if you haven't found where to change your theme and install new themes, it's kind of it's kind of buried. So you go into settings, system storage, management, themes, and then there will be an option there to find new themes in the PlayStation Store. And if you go there, you will see this theme there along with the other ones. So I'm I'm still kind of doing different experiments with this show, trying to figure out you know what kind of format is is really going to work with this. And so far, as you know, a lot of the episodes I kind of talk about one game that I've been playing, and I kind of give my review of it and tell you what I think of it. And I've also done some episodes where I talk about a few games that I've been playing, and, and Nikki's come on before and, and talked about that. So I decided what I would do today, since this is the new year and it's the the first episode of the new year, um, I thought I would talk about kind of all the games I've played in the last year and just, you know, I'm going to go through them really quickly because there's a lot of games here. I did not realize until I made this list how many games I've played this year. And we're just talking video games. I'm I'm not even going into, you know, board games or card games or um, role-playing games. So this is just uh, games uh, pretty much on the PlayStation 4 and a few on the PC. Some of these I've talked about on the show before, and I'm not really going to go in depth in into all of them, but I got my PlayStation 4, I think it was in August, so I've had it for, for a while now. And so here's some of the games I've played and kind of my thoughts on them. 
So first of all, I think the first game actually I played on PlayStation 4 was actually DS or DS. Oh my god. DC Universe Online and that was basically because it was free. <laughs> and I've played MMOs in the, the past. I, I used to really be into them. Uh, I played Rift quite a bit. I was really into into that MMO. Um, so I, I gave DC Universe Online a try while I was downloading other games and, and you know waiting to get other games. And uh, yeah, didn't really get into it. Um, very kind of, you know, your stale, tired MMO model, like countless games out there uh graphics weren't that great um gameplay there wasn't really anything interesting or new about it other than that you could fly that was kind of cool but uh yeah i didn't play that very very long and uh pretty much i think about the time i got the last of us i uninstalled it and i've never looked back never considered reinstalling it so these are i guess kind of in alphabetical order i just went through my playstation library because it's so many i couldn't remember everything so these are in alphabetical order, not necessarily the order I played them in. Uh, I think the most recent game I got was actually uh, Batgammon Blitz. And uh, it. I, I recently learned that Batgammon is one of the oldest games uh, on planet Earth that we know of. And uh, my parents always had a, a Batgammon set growing up. I never saw them play it. I don't even know if they knew how to play it. I always wondered how the game was played, never knew anything about it. So I actually, I, I got a little app on my phone to play it and kind of between that and Wikipedia learned how it's played. So my wife and I both thought it was, thought it was pretty cool. Um, we're both fans of uh, Nine, Nine Man's Morris or whatever it's called. And uh, oh, what's the other one? Go, I think, is, is another really old game. And uh, so we decided to get an actual backgammon set so we could play together. And while we were waiting for that to arrive... Uh, we found this on the PlayStation 4, and it's like 8 bucks, And it's kind of cool because you can play versus each other. You can play versus the AI, or you can play versus people online. Yeah, I mean, I guess 8 bucks is okay. We paid, I think, 30 or 40 for our, our backgammon set, and that was, that was from Amazon. I think the list price for it was actually like $100, and it's not like a super nice set or anything. Um, so... Compared to that, I mean, p- paying $8 and you get the, you know, the possibility to play by yourself or play with someone online, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, next up, just for the sake of completeness, I will mention this game, Destiny. I did play quite a bit of Destiny when it first came out, but like so many people quickly grew completely bored and frustrated with it, and nothing has happened in the game since then to change my mind. I actually did a podcast for a little bit about Destiny called Guardians of Destiny, so if you're into Destiny or you're curious about that podcast, you can find it on StarWalkerStudios.com. I really uh, was thinking this was going to be an awesome game. And well, obviously, I made a podcast about it. I thought this is going to be a great game. It's going to be you know nice and involved like a good MMO. Um, but it's going to have you know the first-person shooter aspect to it. And there'll be lots to talk about. It'll be constantly updated. And this, this game can totally support a weekly podcast. But alas, Bungie basically lied to us, <laughs> to put it bluntly, about what the game was going to be in their previews of the game and what they said about the game before it launched. They completely misled us. It's the nicest way you could put it. I think they pretty much lied to us about what the game was going to be. And it was not any of those things and could not, in my opinion, support a podcast, at least not one I'd want to do. 
And so I pulled the podcast. I, I think I did like 12 episodes of it. And in that 12 episodes, I pretty much covered everything there was in the game at that point. And there's not a whole lot more right now, except for rating because I hate rating. And except for PVP because I did a little PVP and I was like, oh, well, this is like PVP in every other game I've ever played. Um, nothing really remarkable about it. So next, Diablo 3, Reaper of Souls Ultimate Evil Edition. Uh, we talked about that on the show. Nikki and I did an episode about it. Nikki has since beat the game, and I have gotten to, like, level 60, I think. I don't know. I haven't played it in quite a while. I have not beat the game. Um, every once in a while, I go in there and play it. I definitely want to finish it. I enjoy the game. Uh, I just don't think it's quite in-depth enough for me. I much prefer a game like The Last of Us or Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, you know, things like that that's got more to them. But uh, it is fun, and I definitely do want to finish it. Uh, Flow, I had some fun with that game. That's another uh, cheap one. I think I got it for like two or three bucks when it was on sale. And that's kind of a fun little game where you play a, a little marine organism that eats other ones and gets bigger. Infamous Second Son, which I've talked about on the show. That is, uh, recently I realized that I have all these games that I haven't finished (laughs) because I keep getting more games because I'm kind of easily bored with things and I just want to try new things. I'm, I'm so impressed with a lot of the PlayStation games. There have been some stinkers like Destiny, but I'm impressed with a lot of them. And so, you know, there's a lot of games that I'm, that I'm really interested in trying out. Uh, but it occurred to me, it's like, if I don't really start focusing on finishing some of these games, I may never finish them. And I'd hate, for instance, like a game like Infamous Second Son to get to the point where it's so dated, I don't even want to finish it anymore. And I and I never finished it. So I think Infamous is one that I'm going to kind of focus on and, and try to finish it. I'm well over halfway through it. But that one's really fun, and I'm going to get ahead of my list. But later, I'm going to talk about a few games that I have, I've downloaded or whatever, uh, that I haven't played yet that I'm going to play. And one of those is Infamous First Light, which is a DLC for Infamous Second Son. And right now in January, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can get that for free. So totally do that if you can. So Infamous Second Son, I really enjoy, and I'm looking forward to finishing that. I've also got uh, Injustice Gods Among Us. I played that a little bit. For me, that's more of a party game. I'm not one to sit there and play a game like that over and over and over again. I was a little excited about it because I'd heard that it had a story, um, but the story is awful and definitely you know, isn't worth playing the game for the story. So that is just sitting on my hard drive waiting until I have people over that, that want to play a game like that, and then we'll have some fun with it. Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. That's a game I've talked about on the show a bit. Still haven't played it a lot. That's definitely on my list along with Infamous Second Son of games that I want to really focus on, you know, devoting time to and and finishing. But I think I'll finish Infamous first and then actually probably, I don't know, I might do Shadow of Mordor next. Uh, Monopoly Plus, I talked about that. Picks the Cat, I mentioned on the show. That's a fun little kind of arcade type game that, uh, yeah, it's fun. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. I think Nikki and I talked a bit about that last week. That's a really fun game. Uh, I haven't played a lot of it, but I've had a lot of fun with it. It's not really on my list of of games I feel like I need to finish. It's not really a game you finish anyway. It's more of a kind of like a PvP third-person shooter kind of game. But uh, that's, that's fun to play with other people. 
Resogun is probably one of my favorites on PlayStation 4 so far. It's a nice little uh, arcade game. Reminds me a lot of kind of like Galaxian back in the day, only better. And that game is a lot of fun. And I I still occasionally play that game. I played it a lot when I first got it. And sometimes I'm just in the mood to play some Resogun. It's a great way to blow off steam. And we have uh, an expansion coming for that sometime in 2015. That'll be pretty cool. I have like the season pass for it. So I get all the expansions they make, which is awesome. Tales from the Borderlands, I talked about in a previous episode. Not a fan of that game at all, although Nikki liked it. So you can listen to that episode if you'd like to hear our thoughts on that game. The Last of Us Remastered, that was the first game I bought for PlayStation 4 and the second game I played after DC Universe. And that game I loved. I think I reviewed that on the first episode of this podcast. And that is hands down my favorite game on PS4 so far. That game was great. I am not one to go back and replay a game. But I have more than once considered replaying The Last of Us just because it was such a great game. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. I still have not done a whole lot with this game. I think I'm maybe like 10, 20% of the way through it. This one is definitely on my list of games I want to focus on finishing in the near future. In fact, I will probably... It's kind of right now it's a tie between Tomb Raider and Shadows of Mordor as far as which one I will focus on after I finish Infamous. But that game, what I've seen so far, is really cool. It's very similar to The Last of Us as far as the gameplay and the fidelity of the graphics and sound. It is amazing. Love it. Velocity 2X is another uh, little arcade game I got, and uh, that one I'm pretty sure I got for free from PlayStation Plus. I have only played that a little bit, but it's pretty fun, and I could see it being a game that you know you could waste a few evenings on, just kind of having fun with that game. Watch Dogs is a game I have, and I've played just a little bit, and I like the idea of Watch Dogs, but from what I've played so far, I did not find the gameplay terribly fun. Driving a car is is terrible in that game. It's it's awful. So I don't know. <laughs> I want to go back and and play some more Watch Dogs and see more of what it has to offer. But every time I think about it, I think of another game I I just rather play. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see with Watch Dogs. So that's that's it as far as the games on PlayStation that I've played in the last year. Now that I'm going to talk a little bit about PC games, and there's not a whole lot of these because kind of once I got PlayStation, it was kind of the end of my PC gaming because I just would much rather play on my PlayStation than on the PC. Um, and, and it's funny because I actually have my PlayStation hooked up to my monitor. I have a pretty big monitor for my PC and uh, Nikki's PlayStation is on our TV, which we have this ridiculous uh, high def TV. So she gets to play on that, and I play on the uh, on the monitor. And the main reason, before people wonder if you know Nikki's this evil person that won't let me use the big TV, the main reason is actually our TV is in our bedroom, and I have some issues with my back where I cannot sit on a bed for very long. So it kills my back if I sit on the bed and, and play PlayStation. So that's why I'm on the monitor. It's not because Nikki won't let me. Although she's quite fond of that TV. I think if I decided I wanted to use it, I might have to fight her for it. So anyway, so even though I'm playing in the same chair <laughs> with the same monitor, uh, I just much prefer PlayStation 4 because the 
you know, using a mouse and keyboard to play a game is um, whatever the opposite of ergonomic is. That's what it is. It's horrible hard on your wrists and um, your hands. And uh, I just much prefer the, the PlayStation 4 controller. And when I play a game on PC where I use a controller, I have to use an Xbox controller. Which I used to be kind of okay with, but once I got used to PlayStation, I'm like, I hate the Xbox controller. I hate it. And uh, I was looking into, you know, using my PlayStation 4 controller on the PC, but at least when I looked, there wasn't uh, a great way to do it. Um, Sony had said that it would be compatible, but they haven't released drivers for it. And there are some kind of workarounds where you can get some software and, you know, jump through some hoops to get it to work. But I didn't really want to deal with that. Um, sometimes that stuff turns out to be more of a pain than it's worth. So yeah, but as far as on computer, and this isn't on my list. I'm going to add it right now. I don't think if it's been in the last year, or I don't know if it's been in the last year or so, but one one game I do want to mention on the PC is Kerbal Space Program, which it probably has not been within the last year that I played that. I played that quite a bit when uh, I first got it, which was... That was a while ago. I was still in Seattle um, and I had a lot of fun with it. And if you don't know what Kerbal is, it's a space simulator, um, but it's not like Star Citizen where, you know, it's like way in the future and, and you're traveling through star systems and stuff like that. It's it's a space simulator with like current day technology. So you're sending rockets in the orbit and sending you know things to the moon and Mars and, and stuff like that. And it's very technical. Like it uses real physics and stuff like that. So it's really cool if you're into rocketry or aeronautics or the space program or things like that. It's really cool. Um, it's a great way to see kind of how like orbital mechanics work and how breaking orbit really works and and how, you know, things like using air braking to slow your velocity when when returning from a mission and stuff like that. It's really cool for, for stuff like that. It's a really cartoony game. I mean, it's nothing like, say, Star Citizen. Um, it's like you're literally these little cartoons called Kerbals. So in that way, it's kind of silly, um, but it's a lot of fun. The problem is, is I think it's still in alpha. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it lately. It's a game you can get on Steam. I don't know if you can get it other than Steam. I'm not a huge Steam fan, but that's a topic for another day. I played it quite a bit, and then I didn't play it for a while, and then I went to try to play it again, and the game had changed so much because it's still in development that I didn't know what I was doing anymore, and I would have had to kind of start over and learn how to play the game again, and it's really involved, so I didn't bother with it. Um, also, there used to be tutorials, and when I went in again, there were no tutorials anymore. I don't know if there are tutorials now. I do know that when I played, it was just like pure sandbox. Like you just built your things and did your missions. There was no real kind of game to it. It was more a simulator. And I guess that since then they've added kind of a like a campaign kind of thing and where you have like a limited amount of money and and stuff like that. So that's probably pretty cool. And I got in early enough that I get like every update they ever make for the game. So I don't know. I, I should probably go check it out. Um, I have a friend, Jim Walls, who is a huge fan of Kerbal, and he has agreed to come on the show sometime and talk about it. And so at least for that, for that, I'm going to need to get in there so I at least kind of know what's going on in the game a little bit. But But he is a Kerbal fanatic, and he will be able to tell us all about it. So another game I played on... 
PC a little bit with Star Wars Old Re- The Old Republic by BioWare. If you want to know what I think about BioWare games, you can listen to my review of Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, I never mentioned Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. I skipped it. So back to PS4 games. I also played some Dragon Age Inquisition. Not a fan. Oh, that game is so clunky and buggy and buggy and ugly. So if you want to know why I don't like Dragon Age Inquisition, you can listen to the episode I did about it. That was kind of my first impression, and I've played it quite a bit since then, but I haven't changed my opinion. And if anything, I like it less than I liked it then. Um, I'm not a fan. So if you would... I have it on disc, and I got it at Target, so it came with a strategy guide. So if you'd like a good-as-new copy of Dragon Age, I'll sell you mine. Let me know. (laughs) Age of Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an e- email and uh, we'll work something out. So, anyway, back to PC games. I played some Star Wars The Old Republic and um, I'm not a fan of BioWare games. I think their games actually kind of suck. Their animations are always terrible, their character art is usually pretty terrible, and they are buggy as hell. Oh my God. I think the only game of theirs I've ever played that did not seem incredibly buggy was uh the original knights of the old republic i think that was okay but when i played it it'd been out forever so who knows how many times they patched it i played star wars the old republic in beta and it was buggy as hell but but it was like ah, it was okay you know and and i was kind of digging it just because i i like star wars and it was fun to play in the star wars universe so when the game actually launched i played it for like the first I don't remember if I... I think I paid for a month of... Yeah, I did. I paid for a month of it. And you know what? All the bugs, almost all the bugs that were in the beta were still there. And I got up into the 20s, I think, in my levels. And it was just... The game was really tedious and boring. And again, just the tired MMO model. Nothing really innovative about it that really matters as far as gameplay or the game experience. And I just got really bored with it. So now it's free to play. And uh, I think this was before I got my PlayStation. I was just looking for stuff to play on on PC, and I didn't really want to buy a game. So I was looking into free-to-play games, and it had been a long time since I'd really played an MMO. So I was kind of looking into MMOs, and uh, I saw a review of Star Wars The Old Republic by someone that actually didn't hate it. And I was like, well, maybe it's better. So I downloaded it, installed it, played it for a bit, and uh, yeah... The bugs are still there. It's still crappy graphics. It's still, you know, the tired old Bioware game. And it's still the tired old MMO game. So, yeah. Didn't hold my interest. Another game I played a little bit, kind of at that same time, was I got into Rift again. They just put out the new uh, water plane expansion. I don't remember what it's called. I used to play Rift a lot. I actually did a podcast on Rift for a while called Through the Rift with uh, Nikki. That was actually the first podcast I ever did. So I was pretty green back then. But uh, yeah, I I got into Rift a bit and yeah, it was the same old thing. I got pretty bored with it pretty fast. But if you are not completely bored with MMOs, the old school, you know, old model of MMOs that goes all the way back to EverQuest, if you're not totally bored with that, and you're not like a, a WoW fanboy, go check out Rift. It's it's a pretty good game, and there is a lot to do in that game. And as far as a free-to-play MMO, it is hands down 
the best I've ever played. Like that was one of the problems with Star Wars since it's gone free to play. It's like really obnoxious the things that are behind the paywall. Where Rift, you can literally enjoy the entire game. You can even raid. You can do everything in the game with a free account. There are some nice benefits to being, I think they call it a patron, where you pay the monthly fee. I mean, it's enough that it's if you really love the game, there's definitely an incentive to do that. But you can play the entire game forever and never pay a penny and do everything that everybody else is doing. It's it's awesome. So so hats off to Tryon for their free to play model. I just wish their game was more innovative. And it also, uh, this last time I played it, it was really buggy, which was actually really sad because I played Rift in the beta and I played it at launch and I played it for like the first two or three years it was out, like solid. And that game, when it launched, was the least buggy MMO I'd ever played within you know the year that it launched. And uh, the beta of Rift was less buggy than Star Wars is now or Dragon Age Inquisition is now <laughs> to give you an idea. But now that it's free to play and they did this new expansion, like there were quite a few bugs, which was really sad. Actually, the whole experience when I went back and played Rift since the new expansion was kind of depressing to me because I remember when Rift came out and there's tons of people playing it and it was awesome and everybody loved it and it wasn't free to play. It was subscription based and they were putting out stuff for all the time, like almost on a weekly basis. There's something new in the game, which is, you know, contrast that with Destiny. It's like you can't even compare. But anyway, so I go back and it's buggy and the zones are kind of empty and you can just there's just all these signs that there's just not as much love put into the game by the developers as there used to be. You know, Tryon is obviously spending their resources on other games and and not devoting as much to Rift. And it was really sad and depressing. It made me sad. And finally, the last game I have been playing on the PC is Arena Commander. I saved the best for last. This is the alpha, pre-alpha, I think it's alpha now, of Star Citizen, which is a game that is coming out sometime in the future. It is a completely crowdfunded video game. It's made by Chris Roberts, who did all the Wing Commander games. It is going to be awesome. It is going to change video games as we know them and change what we expect from a video game, especially a PC game. And uh, I have a podcast I've started devoted to Star Citizen called Star Citizens United. And you can find that at StarWalkerStudios.com if you're interested in, in Star Citizen. So what this is, is it's kind of like if you took EVE Online and crossed it with, I don't know. I can't think of a recent game that I like that would work. So let's say Star Wars X-Wing from way back. <laughs> But it has the immer- or it will have the immersion of Yvonne, actually way beyond Yvonne line, because in this game, you can actually walk around inside your ships. You can walk around inside the space stations, land on planets, walk around there, interact with other players, interact with NPCs. You can have huge capital scale ships with multiple other players on the ship with you, you know, doing gunnery and all kinds of stuff. Or you can be in a little starfighter, a single man fighter all by yourself. Everything in between. Like Eve, there are going to be a lot of different things you can do in the game to kind of quote unquote make your living. You can do mining or resource resource gathering, uh, exploration, 
combat, piracy, all kinds of stuff. This game is going to be amazing. It also has a first-person shooter side to it, so you can board uh, ships and go in first-person and shoot people and take their gravity offline and and fight first-person shooter in zero gravity uh, with or without magnetic boots. Awesome stuff. So you can find out more about that at robertsspaceindustries.com. And there's Roberts Space. There's two S's there, industries.com. And uh, still still in alpha, you can still get into... Okay, you can't get like all the alpha stuff like in one go. You can get access to the beta for $30. You can get access to the beta and get the game when it comes out, um, which is like... A great deal because I'm sure the game's going to be at least $60 when it comes out. It, it's not going to be a subscription based game. You just buy it and play it. But as far as the alpha, there are different modules for the alpha. And at this point, you have to get those separately and they're each $5. So Arena Commander is the dog fighting module. So if you want to be able to get in there right now and fly your ship around and, and shoot against the AI and shoot against other players, then for $5. You can add Arena Commander to your beta pass and then get access to that. There's also a racing module in the game right now. There's the hangar module, which is basically just a hangar where you can see all your ships. And a common misconception I hear from some people that don't really know about Star Citizen is they think that you can pay or that you have to pay a bunch of money to play because there are people out there who have, because this is crowdfunded, who have literally paid hundreds of, or thousands even of dollars on Star Citizen buying all kinds of ships and stuff because that's one of the the ways that they raise money for the game is they'll sell ships. But all of those things that people are spending real world money on to get now, when the game comes out, you will be able to earn all those things in game. So as far as your buy-in to play Star Citizen right now, $30. $30 and you get to play the beta and when the game comes out you get the full game download for 30 bucks which is half what you pay for a PS4 game. So it's actually a really good deal to get in now. So I I love Star Citizen, I love Arena Commander. It is in alpha so there's changes and upgrades to it all the time. If you are at all curious, again, you can check out my podcast. Also go on YouTube and just search for Star Citizen. There's tons of actual play videos and you will be blown away at the fidelity of this game. It is amazing. And remember, what you're seeing is alpha. <laughs> All right. So as I said before, there are a few games that I've downloaded and I intend to play. I just haven't gotten to them yet. I mentioned Infamous First Light, which is the DLC for Infamous Second Son. Also, Loadout. I got that for free. Nikki's been playing the hell out of that game and loving it. So I'm going to try that out. I got a game uh, called Flower that's got really good reviews. It's kind of cool. Kind of like Flow. Kind of just a sit back and chill kind of game. And another game I got for free just this month is called The Swapper. Honestly, it doesn't look like a game I'll really be into, but it was free. So what the hell? All right. Well, that is going to wrap up episode eight of Age of Gaming. If you would like to reach me, you can email me at ageofgamingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Google Plus. Just look for Lex Starwalker. And you can follow me on Twitter at Lex Starwalker. Please visit the website to see the show notes for this show, as well as to find our other podcasts at starwalkerstudios.com. If you enjoy Age of Gaming and you'd like to 
see us keep doing what we're doing, uh, please consider supporting the show. You can do so by visiting our Joyride page and becoming a patron of the show at getjoyride.com slash ageofgaming. We also have a donate button on our website at starwalkerstudios.com. And finally, another way that you can support the show is to use our Amazon referral links, which you will find in the show notes when you shop on Amazon. We would really appreciate it. And again, you can find all this information and so much more at starwalkerstudios.com. Thank you so much for listening to Age of Gaming and for your support. We really appreciate it. Until next time, respawn and get back in there, gamer. This has been a Starwalker Studios production, your source for quality gaming and hobby podcasts. This episode's music provided by Clown Dubstep and Mind Cleaner. Please see the show notes for details at starwalkerstudios.com slash ageofgaming. Age of Gaming is made possible thanks to the support of listeners like you. Learn how you can become a patron of the show at getjoyride.com slash ageofgaming.